I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. This episode is about lust. There you are with no one around, looking at things for the sake of research or perhaps simple curiosity. Whatever reason you decide to use to justify looking at erotic dancing, porn, or softcore stories, you realize that now you're spending more time researching and using it to help you get better in the mood for your spouse. It will only help spice up your relationship, right? You get so wrapped up in it, it starts to resemble a monster getting bigger, uglier, and hungering for more, and you start losing interest in everything else. Lust now being your main driving force, the one thing you seem to desire, at some point you realize it's making your relationship worse because it was never about the person and what was best for your relationship. It was only about you, your sinful desires, and the feeling it gave you. You realize you're consumed and it's not with anything godly, and you also realize you can't remember the last time you read your Bible or prayed. Perhaps you've been avoiding God, not wanting to feel the guilt or shame. How did you get here? How do you get back? Have you ever been in that place or had a spouse that was in that place? Perhaps you're not married and you're struggling with pornography or lust in general just the same. And let's face it, to struggle with lust doesn't mean you have to be looking at porn. You can be watching TV shows or movies that have scenes that you wouldn't be caught watching with your mom. And let's talk about erotic literature. It has been around since the beginning of time, but it seems that more and more women are immersing themselves in it than ever before. This happened before Fifty Shades of Grey. We know that the world has always pushed things contrary to the Bible, and lust is definitely one of them. Satan has jumped at every opportunity to entice people away from the Lord, and as technology has increased and become more available, sin and that enticement seems to be in your face at every turn. I heard a sermon recently that quoted Ecclesiastes 12:13, Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. So in these moments, just quiet your brain stop justifying stop negotiating and simply ask yourself is this bringing me closer to god am i obeying his commandments you find not only the world rationalizing lust on whatever level or platform but alarmingly you find self-professed christ followers doing the same we all struggle with the old man our flesh but that's why it's so important to stay in the bible every single cotton picking day do not allow the world to brainwash you invite and seek god to renew your mind and if you're in the word you will also see what god says about lust so first john 2:16 says for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world. So I know I've read that verse before in previous episodes, but it absolutely applies to anything that is not godly. And then Matthew 5.28 says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. So that applies to men or women looking at men or women, right? Um, A lot of times we excuse lust or looking at porn, reading erotic stories, or even strip clubs like, well... I'm not cheating or doing anything crazy like, you know, buying prostitutes, or this is actually helping my marriage and keeping things romantic. But the Bible verse is saying it's the same thing as actually committing adultery, and I'd say that's a big deal as well. And the seventh commandment is do not commit adultery. God has intended us to make love to our spouses for reproduction and pleasure. You can find that in Genesis, and you can read Song of Solomon if you haven't. But with sin, Satan wants to take what God intended and wants to twist it and pervert it. If you look at Galatians 5:16 through 17 it says this I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lust, lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary 
the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So since you can't live in the spirit and the flesh at the same time, if you're sinning, it's evident that you're living in your flesh and not pleasing God. It's pretty simple, but usually when we're doing something where we know we're not supposed to, we try to rationalize it in different ways. Uh, but the Bible always reflects our heart um, and whether we're pleasing to God or not. Romans six twelve through 13 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So when we are seeking out things that our flesh craves and lusts after, does it hit any of the checkboxes from Philippians 4.8? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So I would say, no, our flesh craves all the things that are actually contrary to those things, and it doesn't hit any of those checkboxes that God is saying that we should think about. Um, just examine your heart, ask yourself, when's the last time you read your Bible? Because it's usually a good indicator of where your heart and mind is at. Is it on God and heavenly things or is it on earthly things and the lust of your flesh? Are you avoiding God? Are you avoiding hearing what he has to say? Um, and a lot of times it's because we feel shame or we want to avoid feeling shame or we just want to continue, you know, doing the things that we know aren't right and we don't want to be confronted by God about it. So I might have also sh uh, shared this quote before, but it's one of my favorite C.S. Lewis quotes. And it says, we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. God offers us abundant life and joy in him. Um, and so... We just have to see where we're focusing on, what we're involving ourselves in, and is it God's plan or is it just the less of our flesh? It's never too late to confess your sin and repent for God. It's quick to forgive and abounding in mercy and love. So do the things that makes you walk towards him and not away. And it's really that simple. And um, I can tell you from my own life, you know, I've made a lot of bad decisions and a lot of things that were against the Lord. And he's... Uh, He's a God of second chances, and my life is always better when I'm following him and his word, and I'm more happy and at peace, and my relationships are better, and um, and I'm a better person for it because of God and his goodness. So I hope um, if you're living in sin that you are encouraged to see that uh, God is always willing to take you back with open arms. You just have to be willing to... Um, confess your sin and, and turn around and walk away from it and tell God that you're ready to do it his way. And honestly, his way is best. Uh, always feel free to email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you on Monday.